the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Monday, Monday, Monday. I waited two days. Very stressful. Very stressful. Especially when you're forced to watch the Sunday shows with the morons, with their giant heads. This is the one time that Chris Christie on This Week with George Stephanopoulos, you know, the one that snuck Monica into the Oval Office and then hid all the evidence. He got himself a show now. I don't know if you've heard. And the uh, table's real low, or his chair's really high. I can't figure it out. But everybody on that show is plump, is kind. But they have these giant heads, giant heads. Chris Christie actually looks normal. So I'm, I watch it because of the same reason I'm old enough to remember when they had freak shows and you'd pay a dollar to go in the parking lot of the strip mall and they would show you the fat people who now just are average. But back then it was you know freakish to see somebody that was you know grotesque like that. So now it's just you turn on the, the Sunday news programs and um, they get on there because they're minorities and they get on there because they spew Marxist hatred and they make it seem righteous as if it's their time. And now what's the what's what, what's going to happen and what's the divide in America? And it isn't the fact that you have people spewing communism and socialism and Marxism as if it was an option or as if it worked. See, that's the real divide in the country. And you've been doing it since you shoved that communist concept of Obamacare down everybody's throats. And, you know, maybe we don't talk about it every day, but there's ramifications of having the the costs of premiums go up 400%. There's ramifications of losing 42% of doctors and hospitals closing. All the Democrat failure we don't talk about. Kind of like Monday morning on national news, how they don't talk about the Democrat ghetto, urban ghettos that they rule over, that they build, and that they promote to make sure that they keep hopeless ghettos. They don't talk about the 59 people shot in Chicago this weekend. You know, for a while there, we're stuck on 50, and I had the over. And I hate a push because then i got to pay the juice and nobody wins. I, I'm just going to stick with the over. And I think you're going to be rock solid on that f- over 50. Every single weekend, the temperature doesn't go, you know, around. Uh, if it's lower than 20, then it's going to slow down. But that's just the game you play now. Because the Democrat frauds want you to believe that the real problem in this country, the real problem is white terrorists. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that either. But I watched this week with George Stephanopoulos, and he had some balloon head named Roland on there, and Roland wanted to enlighten us all. Can you make it so when I hit the button it plays there? Thank you very much. Bunny. It's not playing. I can't hear it. Can you hear it? No, can you hear the clip when I play it? you got to hit the button. All right, we're going to work on that. We're having technical difficulties. But trust me, Roland... 
on this week with George Stephanopoulos, wanted to inform everybody that the biggest problem in this country is this. Roland Martin, the warnings, I was speaking with the Secretary of Homeland Security on Friday. The FBI director said it consistently. Number one terrorism threat right now in the United States, domestic terror. Absolutely. And also be very specific, white domestic terrorism. Now, I'm confused by this. And I mean it. I'm dead serious. We've had domestic terrorism. I remember since September 11th, we've, we've had some domestic terrorism. But the last white Domestic terrorism we had was, was uh, the guy who blew up the truck. What was his name? Timothy uh, McVeigh. He's the last white domestic terrorist. I don't think there's been white domestic. Who, who were the Boston bombers? Were they, no, they weren't white. The guy that shot up all the soldiers. No, no, not white. Uh, the, the guy that, that went in California with the body armor and shot up everybody and all the police. No, Muslim. Uh, not white, but I don't know. And Roland, Roland, a black Democrat who shares the philosophy of the ghetto architects and the ghetto perpetrators, the the Democrat Party. Specifically, let's talk about the Chicago Democrat Party. Where 59 isn't bad when only five die. Sure, the average cost is 270000 per patient. That's okay. They got it coming to them, right? And they're all innocent, and we won't focus on the children because COVID's the killer. Who do you think, what do you think killed more people in Chicago this year? More children, more children, let's do that. More children under the age of 13. What killed more of them? Democrat violence in Democrat ghettos or COVID? Oh, I think I'm very comfortable going with the Democrat philosophies. The Trump. And that didn't even include abortion. If you include that, you're in the millions, baby. DOJ, what did they do? They stepped away from that. Ray was saying it. You had people who were saying we must confront this. When you look at uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, you look at what the NAACP is saying and so many others. When you look at the... By the way, these groups are not about race. These groups are promoting socialist fascism. They're promoting government redistribution. They're promoting racism in the name of correcting a racism from 400 years ago that nobody in this country partook in. Nobody. They're talking about hamstringing corporations to hire people based on their race, the definition of racism, all in the name of correcting ills. And all you're doing, moron, aside from putting people in positions they can't handle, don't deserve, and didn't earn, aside from all that, is you're building up an animosity in which the people you think you're victimizing, you're not. You're not victimizing me at all. You're not victimizing anybody of any conscience because we will sit on the sideline because you know what you are, Roland? You know what this 80-year-old diaper wearing who, you know, the, the real headline is Joe Biden is alive every morning because it looks to me like he died a couple months ago and nobody told him. He can't even walk. And this is the guy you want me to believe is going to bring things together. He, you're all transitory, all of you. You're all temporary. And you could come after us and put on these taxes. And you know what what happens with people with money? They just stop participating. All you're doing is crushing who you always crush, who you all, the working man, the small business, and the people who can afford it the least. This is your M.O., Roland. And all you're doing now is stoking hate. What he did on Sunday. I wasn't alive in the 50s, but from what I understand, the Ku Klux Klan made a little tour, and they went around spewing this hatred. That's what this idiot 
this balloon head, this moron did. That's all he did yesterday. And as far as the division, it's greater every time a scum like this opens his mouth. And it will continue to be great. And by the way, who you think is going to save you? Manchin, Joe Manchin. He was the one in the video who was in the back of the limousine when they were driving through some, I don't know where, where Joe Biden and the Ku Klux Klan member, Bird, may he die and burn in hell for a million years. And Joe Manchin was behind them in the thing. So that's who everybody thinks is going to stop the bill. So get ready for the bill to pass. But Roland doesn't want to talk about what's really destroying this country is the philosophy he promotes, he sells, and by the way, he wastes money. I know that was an expensive suit, but he looked like a clown. He, th- this is what's destroying America. The philosophy of the American Marxist, the American communist, the American socialist, pretending to be a Democrat of righteousness, the whole time spewing fraud, failure, and lies. Of hate crimes against Asian Americans, against African Americans. Wait a minute, Asian Americans? Hmm. Is it the white race that's attacking the Asian Americans? I don't know. I remember distinctly reading a report that over 90% of assaults on Asians are not done by white people. In fact, Roland, they're done by black people. That's just a fact, Jack. It is real, and the problem is when you have political leaders who are encouraging that because that also translates into votes for them. Uh, and so uh, when you saw what President Bush uh, talking about that, and I was glad to see President Biden and the other real former presidents actually show up. Now, you know, me too, Roland. I was, I was happy to see the people most responsible for the September 11th attacks, I, all of them, and almost in the right order. And I was especially happy to see that both them and their spouses had their masks on. Because now I don't have to pretend anybody's beautiful anymore. Because they're not. As opposed to going to commentary for a boxing match, that's what leaders do. They stand united as a country. And you have to have more of that. But why domestic terrorism? And we have to specify that for that reason. It is a sickness in this country, and it must be confronted on the federal level, the state, and the local level. But not the whites, the condescending trust fund, white liberals. The cond- and I say liberals, but you know what I mean. Communists, Marxists, daddy-hating, Oak Park, trust fund babies, or the corrupt lawyers in Winnetka, the Mercedes Marxists tooling around Glencoe, the self-loathing, always looking to divert on taxes, white Democrat. They're okay. But see, what he really means, and what he doesn't have the courage to tell you with his giant head and his eyes all far apart, he doesn't have the courage to tell you. He means the people that voted for Donald Trump are the threat in America. When I say to you, the people both alive and dead that voted for Joe Biden, the people in insane asylums, in prisons, the never-Trumpers, the pedophile Lincoln Republicans, and anyone who would cast a vote for this embarrassment, this disgraceful piece of garbage. And just before we go, let's end the evening with a word from the leader of the free world. I'll personally write a check to anybody who can decipher what Joe Biden is trying to convey here. Yeah, that, you know, what do you want to do with Biden? I want to box him. I should be so lucky. You know what I mean? But it is the, the, the kinds of things or, you know, stuff that's coming out of Florida, stuff that's coming out of, you know, 
Robert E. Lee was in Afghanistan. You would have won. Listen, listen. Anybody that voted for that idiot. By the way, that clip is from Australia, and we are a laughing stock around the world. A laughing stock. I know that the American Pravda, the propagandist, wants you to believe that people take this idiot seriously, but they don't. Anyway. Florida, uh, Robert E. Lee. Uh, how is that man dressing himself, let alone leading the most powerful nation on earth? Because idiots, butter-handed, self-loathing Marxists, people who hate other people so much, they're not interested in having anything grow, just people ripped down. People who support every single policy of force voted for this walking embarrassment. And it happened before. That's why Roland is right. It's nice to see when they all get together. That phony marriage and that despicable, boy, I could be talking about either Obama or Clinton. From Clinton to Obama, the lovely Michelle, all the way up to this idiot in diapers, this embarrassment of a man. So the reason we're in divided is because I'm not going to go along with stupid. I don't agree with you on anything. Everything you think is wrong. Not kind of right, not almost right. You're simply wrong. And the policies of the American Marxists suck. And you've destroyed everything you touch. And I'm going to fight you tooth and nail. But if you think I'm going to become a terrorist, you're not worth an hour out of my day, Roland, or any of you other Democrat scum. I'll figure out how to survive around you. I'll wait you out. Because I don't need you for anything. You, on the other hand, need me and people like me for everything. Because you cannot exist on yourself. All you can do is corrupt things. And we're going to talk about the infrastructure bill and that just pay-to-play scam that it is. After this, I'll take your calls. 312-642-5600. So all day I was reading about what I could about what's hidden in this bill. You know, the one you got to pass to see what's in it, like that idiot by the way, brilliant stock trader. The Pelosi Inc., Nancy Pelosi and her low life, but very rich husband. When you see what is in this, you see that everything in the bill, everything, is meant to hurt people. Now, when I say all you know, when I say hurt people, do you mean all people? Well, I'm sure that the people who work for those companies where we're gonna pay five times what we should for roads and bridges. The insiders and the lobbyists, they're going to make a fortune. But we, the people, who will be hampered by the, by the ridiculousness of it, and those kids who are trying to make something out of themselves in the future, who have tax increases on everybody that is staggering, staggering on anybody that makes money more than the welfare minimum, because that's the, the, the special interest of the Democrat Party. The welfare roach is their base. And you know what they've learned from these cities, these little incubators of corruption, of Democrat mafia rule like the city of Chicago? No matter how much you abuse them, no matter how helpless they are, no matter how moronic their kids are because we send them to their government schools and they can't read, they're going to keep voting for, for Democrats. Because one thing's for sure, the dumber you are or the more corrupt you are, the Democrat philosophy really does pay off. But for all those other people, who want to get away from from that kind of socialist failure and the hopelessness of the Democrat Party, yeah, you're going to pay like a 50% tax increase on average for everyone. They pose it as a progressive tax. This is a regressive tax that is not meant to build up anything. It's meant to destroy everything. 
They break every rule of economics, and they do it intentionally because they are. They have an agenda. It isn't about American prosperity. It isn't about American growth. It's about American control. And everybody goes, oh, the Dow Jones went up. All 30 of the Dow Jones companies are hybrid, underwritten companies who are corrupted and in collusion with our government. And in this bill, they all make money. It went up because they know it's going to pass. And that corporatism we pretend is an economy and a stock market, it's going to continue to go up. Mary Tinley Park. Hey, Sean. Yes. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to call you and tell you you're right on with, uh, you know, the pay-to-play. You know, Cook County is so corrupt. Um, and, here, and here's the thing, Mary. Never forget what they're going to do to you. I don't know how old you are, but what they're going to do to you and what they're going to do to your husband and what's hidden in this bill and what is the agenda of the American Marxist pretending to be a Democrat. It is transitory, and you need to focus on Mary now, and you need to get yourself to high ground and sit it out because we are eight months into this, and if it has enough failure for eight years. So you can imagine what the next 12 months is going to be. And that's why, Mary, you have to start thinking like that. They are transitory. It'll be four years that we have to deal with these idiots. And in the meantime, you've got to take care of you. Because the way that they're going to box you in from this point forward is you will be surveilled, you will be reviewed, you will be intimidated as if you are a domestic terrorist because that is their agenda. When a Marxist tells you he's going to target you, Believe him. Mary, thank you for the call. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. i got to correct you on a little technicality here. Yeah, well, when I think so, of correcting, I think of David and Lansing. So go ahead there, Joe. Yeah. What do you got? You said the last domestic white terrorists were going back to Oklahoma City. But we have recent ones. For example, we have um, in uh, Portland, I think it was August of 2020. We had an Antifa member no. you, who was you, doing security. You don't think I forgot about them? But you, you understand. I've been following Joe Biden and the Democrats' Democrats' careers for for quite a while. Antifa in this country is what the Taliban and what Al Qaeda was in Afghanistan. They're freedom fighters. You got to start to adopt their language. You see the the Antifa. The Black Lives Matter, the ones that are trained in Marxists, you know the ones. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. We actually no, no, do have freedom an ideological these They're freedom fighters. Don't say that. Virus You're freedom we actually fighters. do have an ideological Come on, I know, the, I know the verbiage. So don't think I glazed over Antifa. You've got to Come look on, at John. this from the scumbag oh, eyes. You're in from Chicago. Right. Domestic terrorists, BLM and Antifa, it caused $2 billion of damage, was it, in 2020? Yeah, and what, it, what was Black Lives Matter revenue in 2020? Uh, I mean, all I know, all sure. I know is the girl, I've been in the real estate business for 25, 30 years, and I know that girl's done better in real estate in the last year than I did. Of course, I think she had $100 million or $200 million to play with, right, because we were, we were going to make things even. It was all for the black lives. Yet you will not hear a one of them mention the sewers in which, unfortunately, people of color are forced to live in, like the sewer of Chicago, the sewer of New Jersey, of New York.
230 people were shot on the 4th of July, July weekend in these Democrat urban ghettos run, run by the very people who are telling me that people like me who voted for Trump were the big problem. Ooh, I'm the big problem. You ain't seen nothing yet, kid. Because when it comes to suffering through financial calamity and crisis, we even do that better than you, Roland, and the rest of you idiots. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. All right, if you listen to talk radio, you've heard Darren Bailey. You know that Darren Bailey... Uh, represents the 55th district in Illinois Senate. He uh, actually sued Porky Pritzker for one atrocity or another. Uh, I don't know how whatever happened, but uh, luckily I have him on to not only talk about that, there seems to be a fraud in the mix. And if you remember, I said what we should do if you want to change things isn't run as Republicans, it's run as Democrats. Well, guess who figured that out? The Democrats. Now they're running as Republicans. Darren, how are you? Darren? Eh, this Darren Bailey, I don't know. He's, he's cocky now. He's a state senator. I think he's, he just bailed on the interview. Darren? Uh, our kid's uh, utility cost. It's, it's kind of frustrating. Oh, wait a minute. You're, you got me mid-sentence where I couldn't hear you. Could you uh, start over? I didn't hear you, buddy. Hey, I'm sorry about that. No, I'm doing great. Just left Springfield. We uh, the, the Senate just approved the Senate bill. And, and, and get ready, Illinois, because uh, here in a, in a couple years, your, uh, your utility costs are... Uh, are going to climb through the roof. So you can uh, thank the General Assembly of, uh, of 2021. 14 um, nuclear plants. How's that work? Are we going to turn any of those on, Darren? Well, they, uh, they, they promise a bright, shiny future for the moment, but uh, we've heard this same message before. And, uh, you know, they'll be at the table again trying to put them on the chopping block. So I'm sick and tired of this last-minute stuff of government. I mean, government... I imagine if uh, if your work, if your radio station, if anybody else out there, if your job was operated like uh, like government operates, you come in at the last minute, and uh, you know the the problem that you create, all of a sudden you try to become the solution for it. it's a mess. It's an well, that, absolute you just mess. Des- you just so. described government to me. That's all they do. Yeah. And, and in fact, they're the only entity that can afford to lose the way that they do because we all bear the cost. And what you're referring That's to right. is, the, is the bill that was brought up. By the very people that Comad bribed, by the very people right. that Comad owns, and now they've just voted to increase the profits. The whole time Comad pretends to pay a penalty for buying off the Madigan Mafia. Do I have it about right? You got it right. Six hundred million dollars every year to go to uh, more solar and wind projects. Uh, Seven hundred million every year to go directly to Comad. Oh, and uh, no, they're, they're eminent domain. They're going to come through Central Illinois and lay power lines. Uh, that aren't even going to benefit Illinois. They're just going to connect uh, connect uh, the west to the east, and all while other other states out the west are uh, you know mining for coal and doing what they do do best, providing jobs. But no, no, throughout most of Illinois, we're going to shut all that down, and we're going to start uh, being forced to purchase our energy uh, Darren, from out of state. That's what happens when you have a moron Democrat in charge of anything. You're trying to change that. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. You know, Darren, let's not beat around the bush. These stupid, corrupt buffoons screw up everything they touch. As far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't even be allowed to drive. But here's the thing. You're trying to change it. I give you all the credit in the world. In fact, I love to watch you take on the chubby bastard. It's fantastic. And uh, you're actually going to run for governor. Now, are you a billionaire by any chance? Uh, you know, 
uh, there was a point in time when I would say, unfortunately, I'm not, but I proudly stand here today and say I am not, and I'm really glad that I'm not. I have to work, uh, and I have to work hard for every penny that uh, my family earns, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, that's what helps me sleep sleep best, and that's what uh, keeps me honest. So you've got Pritzker, whose grandpa Abe, from what I understand, did a little accounting for the for for some guys with their no, their noses who were crooked, and all of a sudden he built a, a massive empire. You've also got another problem on your hands. You've got a scoundrel in the in the mix named Jesse Sullivan, thirty seven year old venture capitalist, grew up in Pittsburgh. Hmm. What else is Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's run by Democrat mafia members too, isn't it? Anyway, um, this guy says he's going to run as a Republican, and he's going to run in order to um, kind of make sure you and uh, Ray Bine really don't have a chance. Isn't that uh, fair to say? Well, I think that's his goal and whoever it is that's propping him up. And I certainly don't see it as a problem. I see it as a blessing because uh, Illinois is sick of this. Cindy and I traveled the state where we were uh, we're all over this state. We're, we're up in your area a lot. Well, People well, all across this state are sick and tired of this game. Brother, you know what makes me sick? And I'm going to tell you just the fact. I grew up with guys, all tough guys, guys who know capitalism, guys who think the way we do about virtually everything except when election time runs around. Then you know what they do? They vote for their pensions. They step and fetch to whatever Democrat tells them how to pull that lever so they can get one of those cream puff jobs. Now, to me, that's what Illinois has become. So I love your optimism. But you don't mind if I call it out from time to time, do you? <laughs> I don't. You do that. That keeps me on my toes. So, but it's, so, it's happening and it's going to happen. So you're watching a lot of lot of suburban wives who, for one reason or another, hate their husband's money, who voted for Sean Caston, the heiress to a scam green energy fortune that was only created and made money from government handouts. Then they sold it to waste management or whatever the hell the old man did. The shyster that he was. By the way, Darren. If you ever get to talk to him, ask him how his father lives with himself after saying we would never see 2012 without walking around in spacesuits because it was going to be so hot out. The scam artist that he is wow. wrong about that. So a bunch of housewives in the suburbs, in both Cook and DuPage and whatever, they put this Sean Caston shyster in. They also decided to elect uh, the nurse who never treated anybody and didn't have a driver's license from this state as a congressperson, birthing person. Um, how do you think the IQ in Illinois is high enough to put an Illinois back in there? I mean, in well, I think that uh, I think I think people are waking up. Uh, you know, the, it was the suburb. So I thought uh, the Second Amendment rights were what were going to draw the line and, and really split this country right down the middle. And uh, now with these vaccine mandates and this masking up in schools, uh, I am hearing way too many mothers up in your area that are really they're really fed up with this. They're done with this. They've lived the summer. Everything was fine. They they played soccer and, and summer leagues and all of a sudden have to go back into this mess of uh, of, uh, you know, obeying this man's orders, which, by the way, uh, you, you made a comment about the uh, the lawsuit. That lawsuit's never been dismissed, and it's never been overturned. The only problem with it is people aren't standing up and practicing this uh, wonderful freedom that we enjoy and, uh, and and then saying, you know, no, no, no I'm not going to listen to this because it's not law. Your orders are recommendations, and that's all they are. Oh, I thought the problem would be that gangster Ed Burke with his zoot suit on and his corrupt, incompetent buffoon that he, uh, I guess— from time to time is in the same house with, you know, the wife that sits on the Supreme Court. I figured that would be your problem, aside from uh, 
So when you say it's not dismissed, what does that mean? I can pretend to be free in Illinois? You can free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. The only change that was made, so I'll boil it down real quick. Uh, uh, the second appellate court came out in November uh, talking about a completely different case. And they said, oh, because one of my seven points was that the governor could only issue one, one executive order for 30 days as per, as per the Illinois Emergency Management Agency Act. But uh, this, this appellate court, which was interestingly enough made up of Republicans, came out and said, yeah, Governor, you can make all the executive orders you want, okay? But here's the deal, and here's what I have proven. The governor cannot enforce his executive orders. What he's done, he's bucked it down to the city level and the county level, and he says, or, and the school board level. He says, you guys go out and make your rules and make your little laws, and, and you can enforce them, in which they can. And uh, that's what's different. He failed to uh, enact and call the General Assembly together. You know, if we if we have laws that are in the books that have been voted on by the duly elected representatives, that's something different. But for one man to stand up here and to do what he's doing, uh, that's nonsense. And as to the, uh, the the Ed Burke debacle and his wife, uh, you know, we as Illinoisans, we need to wake up and we need to start paying attention to these state's attorneys uh, that we're uh, electing because state's attorneys grow up to be judges. And by all means, when those judges are on the ballot, if we don't know who those people are, uh, we need to we need to start a campaign to get them off the off the uh, roster because they need to be talking to the people and, and letting us know who they are and what they're about. Now, Darren, before I let you go, I just have a couple of questions for you because I want to make sure you know you're my kind of guy. Are your brothers by any chance lobbyists? Uh, the only lobbyist I know is the uh, gentleman that I defeated uh, in, as an incumbent when I ran for state representative two years ago because he kept really? voting for tax increases. So you're an Illinois Republican. Your brothers aren't lobbyists. Does your wife own 16 gaming rooms in strategic ghettos around the area? Unfortunately, I wouldn't know what to do if she does. Instead, she is an administrator for Full Armor Christian Academy that we founded about uh, eight years ago. Oh, boy. And your grandfather didn't help uh, bootleggers hide their and wash their money in real estate investments. Is that what I'm to understand? I love this. My grandfather strapped himself to the seat of a tractor so he could stay up all night and get the crop put in. So I love where you're going. With this I love day. your answers. You sound like a hell of a guy, but you are not going to make it in Illinois politics. I wish you well, though. But thank you very much. I'm going to prove you wrong, sir. That's what I do. God bless you. I hate politics, too, but we are going to change Illinois. Thank you. Love hearing it. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312. 642-5600 after this. So there is a very outside chance that maybe, just maybe, a Republican could win the governor. I, I personally think that the the uh, political body of Illinois is too corrupted. I think there are too many people in on the scam, too many morons that just want something for nothing that'll vote for the scam. But um, Democrats take no chances. So the way that I see this Jesse Sullivan, who I have no idea who he is, and by the way, nobody else does. He's from Pittsburgh. He was a venture capitalist, Silicon Valley. I guess he's a Republican. He wants to stop the craziness. Sullivan had no political experience before entering the race, but managed to make up major fundraising splash by Thursday when he announced he had $11 million, $5 million from Silicon Valley billionaire Chris Larson. Now, if I were you, I would ask the evil Google machine who Chris Larson is and see what kind of money where he puts his money. Something tells me Silicon Valley, he's one of two things. He's either an eco-Nazi who can't wait to use the power of government to change and, and, and destroy everyone's quality of life, making himself the oligarch he thinks he is. Or, or he's a smart kind of uh, 
kind of scummy kind of Democrat who likes the fun thing, so it ruins it for everybody, guaranteeing a win for that necklace wonder we're now calling governor so that he's in there for forever. He also um, received $4 million. How, What kind of guy gives another guy $5 million, gives another guy $4 million? I like the cut of your jib. I think you're going to be a hell of a governor. This is a bribe. This is payoffs. This is guaranteeing contracts and all kinds of nonsense. We better demand this stops. This is open and notorious. But it does explain why ComEd just got a big increase in profitability and the Democrats voted for it. You had enough or are you thirsty for more? All right, I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So we're going to get to Shark Eyes blinking. Talabadistan and the babies that were killed, as they said, bomb maker and all the rest of the incompetence and outright failure. That is Joe Biden's legacy. That is Joe Biden's present. That will be Joe Biden's future. This is all Joe Biden has ever done is fail, steal and lie. So you're going to get as much of the, you're going to get for as much as he's in office. How much longer till we get Nooner Harris? This is what you can expect. But I want to talk to you a little bit about just how devastating this so-called infrastructure and the sidecar of devastation and, and, and payoffs and corruption called reconciliation is. This will pass. I make no hopes that, oh, Manchin is going to come to his senses or that some other Democrat will, in fact, save the American people from this very calculated, very calculated pill, poison pill. And that's what this is. What's holding it up for the moment is a uh, representative, Susie, Suiz, whatever, from New York, a Democrat. And the reason is, is the brilliant idea of the SALT deduction, state and local tax deduction. What Trump and the Republicans did was brilliant brilliant because he made these people who live in the sewers of corruption and misappropriation of funds pay their own cost rather than subsidizing it by capping the tax so that the the rest of the states who are run efficiently have to pay off the scum states like new york new jersey illinois and california and believe me there's others they're all democrats but there's others so what this is is if your property taxes were $100,000 on your mansion in Winnetka. Say you live next to Tony Resco, and your property taxes were 100000 You were able to write that off against other taxes. Trump said you can write 10000 of it off. The rest, you got to eat it. You don't like it? Vote for somebody who doesn't make your property taxes hundred grand. The Democrats don't like that because their entire economic strategy is built on subsidies, fraud, payoffs, overpayment by the people. The reason they have no problem massively, massively exploding 
debt is because they understand the simple truth of what that money is. That's not money today. Those are taxes tomorrow. So when you see a national debt of $30 trillion, that just represents the reasoning and the excuse that government will use to target, extort, and rob the American people, the ones they don't like. Make no mistake of it. The Democrats don't pay taxes. No, they don't. The Democrats bribe politicians so that they get carve-outs and cutouts. Or they have left in the tax code little nuances like Joe Biden and Jill when they hid $10 million from taxation in an escort. Which, by the way, you're going to need to know all this. Because you're going to have to start to pay attention to this. Because if you're going to want to live like a corrupt Democrat, if you're going to want to live like a government oligarch, then you're going to have to figure out how they structure their tax avoidance. Because Nancy Pelosi and her rat husband, Diane Feinstein with her speed racer hairdo and her moron husband, the B in CB Richard Ellis, they don't pay taxes. They're going to blame corporations, but corporations do something political whores never do. They actually employ people. They actually grow an organic economy. All an American Democrat knows how to do is to corrupt the economy. Now, they have the perfect cover, and this you can blame the Republicans for. They're using the word infrastructure so that the American people don't understand you've already paid it. Your local, your county, and your state have stolen the money to pay off their foot soldiers they call workers and to bribe them to vote for them. So you've been paying for the infrastructure. Everybody says, oh, the bridges are collapsing. Well, why in the hell didn't you fix it when I've been paying you the last 30 years for it, scumbag? And the reason is they don't have to because now that excuse will become the weapon weapon of taxation they're calling this infrastructure bill. That's the way it really works. So you're getting double whammied. Or as Kamala Harris calls it, afternooned. You're getting afternooned. Okay? That's what's happening here. And it's going to be done, and you're going to pay for it. Your only hope, your only hope, is that Democrats, for this salt tax, like this one in New York, says if you don't remove that cut, I won't vote for it. Now, I think they'll just remove it. Because they can hide it in 15,000 pages. this, This bill is an atrocity and an insult to the American lawmaking process. What's happening right now is that lobbyists are telling them what's in it. They have not read it. They're telling them little specific one-liners that they need. This bill is written by scum Democrat lobbyists, attorneys, and Republican lobbyists and attorneys. This bill is littered where you, instead of paying $5 for a screwdriver, you will pay 350 and be glad you did. This is strictly a payoff and a scam. And it's passing under the old Soviet Union tactics. So when I talk Soviet Union and when I talk communism, I want the picture of American communism. I want to hear that voice. Bernie Sanders now. Senator Sanders, thanks thanks for joining us as well. Uh, You just heard Senator Manchin uh, right there. He said he disrespectfully disagrees. We shouldn't hold this bipartisan infrastructure package hostage uh, to the reconciliation bill. Now, I'm I'm just going to stop it for a minute. There's a very strategic reason he said bipartisan. They will run under that cover because 18 Republicans, 18 or 19, I can't remember to be honest with you, 
18 Republicans want their bribes. That They want in on this. These are the Mitch McConnells. These are the Mitt Romneys. They want the pay-to-play scheme because that's how they exist. So that when they say bipartisan, don't think that there are Republican constituents that want this. There are only two kinds that want this. The corrupted or the corruptor. That simple. If you got a company and you know you can quadruple bill for something, you want this. And, and let me tell you something. Those are the companies that inhabit Illinois, and you know I'm right. Those are the ones that get the contracts with the Democrat mafia. Those are the ones that got the $9 billion and how many years at O'Hare, and they stole the frickin' money to put in Kohler stuff that they bought at an outlet store, and they glued it to the wall. They love that, and you pay top dollar for that stuff. Well, I think maybe the converse is true, that maybe Senator Manchin is holding the reconciliation bill hostage. Uh, As you know, uh, George, from day one, the president of the United States, uh, the speaker of the House, uh, Majority Leader Schumer, have made it clear we're going down a two-track approach. Both bills are going together. I happen to think that Joe Manchin is right. Physical infrastructure is terribly important. But I happen to think that the needs of the human beings of our country, working families, the children, the elderly, the poor, are even more important. Except the white ones that Roland was talking about in the beginning of the show. The white ones that voted for Trump. This is a Democrat payoff. This is how they buy votes. This is what they're doing. And now you, you why? Why would they do it? Because all you have to do is fraud one election. You get in. It's the greatest reason to fraud the election. We're talking about trillions. They're saying 3.5 on the reconciliation, 1.5 on the infrastructure, and they spread out over 10 years. This will be a $9 trillion bill. $9 trillion. And now I'm going to tell you what. This is why unequivocally, unequivocally, unless you substantiate the way in which you can audit votes in the future, this will buy off the votes for a millennium. They will do to America what the Democrat mafia did to Chicago, what it did to New York, what it did to New Jersey. This is how you, you inlay, you embed in the politic for a millennium corruption that the people think is normal. Because what they don't understand, your government isn't looking for a deal. They're looking for a steal. What they understand is given this power, they control the universe. And you will not get ahead with the different taxes and the way in which government can manipulate its attention to its political enemies. This is $5 trillion of Democrat funding and bribery and a payoff to Democrat contributors. There will not be Republican reward aside from small money to the Mitt Romneys, to the Mitch McConnells, to the other scumbags that just want their handout. This is how you destroy the nation. This is more than a spending bill. It is by far the most devastating economic plan that could ever happen to this country. You will no longer have a capitalist economy. And I could argue right now you don't. When you see the companies that make up the Dow Jones, all 30 of them 
subsidized. All 30 are having their corporate bonds purchased by the Fed. All 30 are propped up on Keynesian economics where they only show profit on government spending. The speech that he made last week is a pay-to-play bribe for any company that just wants their $2 million of government cheese. This is no more an economy where the small private sector fuels an economy and we're growing and we're robust. Our economy has not been able to grow for two years without government creating debt and money. It doesn't grow. It is a lie. Now, the reason the Republicans can fall asleep, they believe it to be a noble lie. There is no such thing. There is only a lie. And what the real purpose of this bill is to make sure that people can no longer be wealthy. Under this bill, the confiscatory taxes you will pay on every level will double from what you're paying right now. Don't get caught up in the, oh, the corporate the corporate tax. It's going to go from 21 to 26.5. The corporations that are that own the politicians, the corporations that the politicians have a vested interest in, will not see any increase, and they never do. The Democrats find this to be too in the weeds. Are you in the weeds? You might be in the weeds. Listen, you stupid son of a dog. This is what ruined your city. This is what ruined your county. This is what will ruin my country. It's that simple. So pull your head out of your Durban and pay attention to what the hell is really going on. And don't let somebody tell you that this is anything other than a mafia bribe payoff scheme. And that's what it is. It's not an infrastructure bill. It's not reconciliation. It is systemic corruption. And it will crush every state in this country. Guaranteed. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. Yeah, that's my kind of night. The American government set a record, not just in spending in 2020, but in taxes collected. American government is a scam. The trillions that they admit to, the trillions that they admit to are $28.7 trillion that they admit to in debt. The astronomical adding to that billions upon billions every, every, every hour. You can't possibly factor in. When you factor in unfunded liabilities, it's well over $260 trillion. It's more money that's in the world. Now, you could choose to turn an eye. You could choose to believe these people. You could choose to think that they're spending money, and somehow it's going to create organic money. They understand that when Barack Obama doubles the debt, when George Bush exploded the debt, when Donald Trump spent as much as George Bush, when Joe Biden will double even that. All that that equals is control of everything. The only way you can exist now is to take this money, this $2 million. Now you don't own your business anymore. In the taxes, small businesses, small businesses that make under a half a million dollars will see an increase of over 50% in tax. At that point, you don't work for you. You exist for the government. You are the slave This is tyranny via policy. This is servitude via policy. And you've okayed it. And even if you haven't, what what chance do you have of changing it? Have you given it any thought how you're going to change it? You ain't going to be able to vote anymore. Forget about voting. In fact, before I go to the calls, I just want you to hear what happened in California. You got it. You got to hear it. Court and Rick, this is quite a story. Good question. What is going on? 
We spoke with several concerned voters here in the West San Fernando Valley who believe something wonky had been going on at places like El Camino Real Charter High School in Woodland Hills. This place opened up as an early polling location, open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, but several people tell us they showed up to vote this morning in the special California governor recall election and were told that computers showed they had already cast their ballots. Done. It's over with. You're not going to be able to vote out this corruption any more than you can in Cook County, any more than you can in Chicago. That's how you destroy the future and damn it to not just mediocrity, but absolute and total feudalism. Dave and Palatine. Hey, Chad. Yes. Okay, I'm here. Hey, I want to know if you heard about this Presidio Park over there in Nancy Pelosi's district in California. Have you uh, heard about the $200 million that uh, the government is going to be spending to renovate this park? Because she's such a hardworking individual, she needs to be rewarded. Well, that's what they've done. That's what Nancy Pelosi has been doing since she was dancing on tables in the 80s. Get off the table, Nancy. This is what she does. That's why she's in the position. Why would they give it up? Because the people of San Francisco, they just want free drugs now. She's destroyed her district so much that it, it, the biggest problem is that there's human waste in the streets of it. Yep. And this yep. is the veterans, one from these loser, loser districts. These are the people making the rules. The biggest losers among our society from the districts of absolute and total hopelessness, crime and corruption, all of it. She's the most important person in the Congress right now. And you want to think you want to know how this is going to work. And you and you think you think for one minute when it comes to national elections or important elections like California, they're going to let it slip away. They're going to fraud the vote. They're going to bribe the people. They'll drag morons and convicts and old people out of their homes or they'll simply make them up or they'll say they voted like they did in California already. Oh, you you're here to vote. No, no, no. You voted. When did I vote? You voted. How did I vote? You voted Democrat. Oh, okay. Thank you. Just like the cemetery. It's a scam, brother. And that's why in this bill is forever solidifying this voter fraud, this system. They're nationalizing this corruption. They made it all California and Chicago. Thanks, Dave, for the call. Steve on the south side. Hey, Sean, my worst fear is that Jonathan Gruber was right. And that the American people are too stupid to understand this. They are. It's, it's Wait, scary. I, I, your fears are reality. You know, if you, if you just look back at Illinois, you look back at Illinois, and how could the Illinois voter, and I mean this seriously, knowing what, what J.B. Pritzker, where he's from, the legacy of his investments, the corruption in the ghettos through the banking system, everything he's touched, the special TIF agreements, all of it, they, they are a, yeah. a, a classic oligarch corrupt institution that we pretend is a family. And, Sean, and people the biggest problem that I see, the biggest problem that I see is when people look at these politicians, they think they're honest and ethical like they are. And mm-hmm. I, tell, I tell my family all the time, it's like, you have no idea. We're at war with these people. They will take everything from you. They everything. Are and, now, and now in this law, yeah. let me tell you something. You know who they take from? They don't take from us. Because the reality is, you know, we'll just stop. Take from our they kids. take from the future. They take everything yep. that could be. Just like the Soviet Union stole the future for 72 years. They took everything that could be. And you know what they did to bounce back? You're not going to believe this. 
They implemented a flat tax where everybody pays 13%. And do you know there are thriving, thriving communities and classes right now in the Soviet Union? You want to see an interesting story, Steve? Look up Gibraltar. You know, Gibraltar is its own country. They say it's, a, it's, a, it's an area of the British Parliament, but it's not. They, um, and they're one of the wealthiest. And do you know what their corporate tax rate is? And by the way, they're a hub for insurance, banking, for all of it. You know what their corporate tax is? Zero. Everybody knows how wow. you grow is you lower taxes, how you really grow. What Democrats understand, yeah. how you corrupt, is you raise taxes. Now, you know what happens? Trump's got to bribe Rahm uh, 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 Emanuel. He's got to hire the law firm of Eddie Burke. If he wants that building, you've got to bribe him. That's why they love it. They love that system. Eddie Burke walking around Rush Street with the Viagra in his pocket, his fake Rolex watch on, like a real man, like a real earner, the whole time a two-bit gangster. And what's the cause? Don't worry about it. The old lady who pretends to be his wife, she's one of the most important judges in Illinois. Victor Midway. Yeah, Sean, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, People need to realize, and I mean, not us, the mass public, is these criminals use COVID to change the voting rules to get Trump out. And I do understand Trump spent a lot, but that didn't happen until after they pushed the I agree with you, Victor. In the autopsy of how the American empire collapsed, it will be the year 2020 and COVID. My worst nightmare and our worst nightmare has happened. They're going to steal every election from here on out, state and national. You've legitimized. You've legitimized ballot harvesting. You've legitimized stealing the vote. You've legitimized. There are people right now who have all the names of all the registered voters. Come on. It's a great scam. Too bad we're not in on it. We'll be back after this. I think it's just so aggravating to keep hearing these these frauds tell us how great everything's going to be when they're implementing taxation, tyranny, and restraint. Under this, um, everybody hates rich people, right? They don't want to focus on what rich people really are, not just examples of capitalism. They're the true backbone of this country. When government spends money, it just wastes it. When government is in control of decisions, it just makes bad ones. Talabadistan is just the most obvious of the last two weeks. But it's we're living in the years in which almost unimaginably politicians have managed to destroy the wealth of this country. Destroy it. And their only answer now is who we're going to tax. So under this, guys, you'd pay, if you were in the top tax bracket in New York City, 61.2% of your income. Why would you make it? You know, you're talking to a guy. Let's say there's a guy, I don't know. Let's say he's rich. Let's say he's really rich. He's got 30, 50, 100 million dollars. Let's say he's got more. You guarantee you're going to take 61% of it. Does he need to make one more dollar? What would the country look like? If at one time, all of the guys who would be hit by this, even the guys who maybe they made, had a small business and they made 300000 and they are sick or tired of pay, already paying 50%. That's what they really pay. And that's just federal. If you added state and all the other taxes, their property taxes, their sales tax of the luxury items they buy, they make the world go round. 
Let's shut it all off and show these communist dogs what it's really like. And in the meantime, you know how they offset their own failures? Because we've got a bunch of problems no one talks about. They just keep increasing the welfare. In fact, right now, right now, average family of four spends $535 on food a month. Yet the welfare recipient, the welfare recipient gets $830 a month. You can spend more money on food if you're on government cheese. That's why hidden in this bill is all kickoffs to be a roach, to be on that government cheese. So they're disincentivizing work. They're disincentivizing investment. That's what these taxes are. They're not going to get this money. Rich people will, will either avoid it or stop. And you don't want them to do B, because if they stop, then you could forget about it. You can't even pretend this shell game exists anymore. So I always like when a couple of rich people in New York get around. I, uh, I have uh, this, this Kramer guy. He's the greatest scam artist in the world. He married the money. His wifey made all the money. His wifey was the big trader. Kramer's a scam artist, but he knew a lot of the right people because he was in media. He used to be a reporter. So he got himself this job where he pretends to be a trader now. But he sits around, and I love when they complain about things. Typical infrastructure stocks have just been horrendous, and they are a great tell, Carl, for where this bill is. Mansion and Caterpillar. This is a separate bill from infrastructure, which we're still waiting. Everything's stalled. Everything is stalled. It making it so that I know Costin's right, is it, but the problem with it is, is that if there's no urgency, how do we make a judgment that it's going to impact uh, 2021 numbers? I mean, I, well, it's hard to... There's the added layer of, say, you got an infrastructure bill. Where would the raw materials come from? This Goldman note warning about uh, commodity prices and ongoing scarcity. They're talking about oil going... By the way, in the bill... All of the materials that you will buy, you will pay five times what the market value is because you're going to have to buy from very targeted, very targeted distributors and manufactured. So instead of the American government spending the people's money with conscience, making sure we, the American people, get the most for our dollar, it is exactly the opposite. You will overpay for every screw, for every job, for every union bribe. You will overpay for it all. Back to 80. Right. Aluminum. Yep. Yeah. Bad gas. I, I, By the way, you guys seen uranium? I know that's a little <laughs> off. Well, see what's going on with uranium? Actually, no, I'm not that It's out of control. It's gone up enormously, cool? yes, because of uh, potentially recommissioning. Nuclear power is clear. Now, see, now you're talking about the eco-Nazis. In this bill is an entire industry. That does not exist because it produces value. It exists because it produces control. Just like the taxes. You starting to catch the theme? So now they're going to create this industry where Sean Caston's father, moron, moron, who in his book said you weren't going to go outside without a spacesuit because it would be so hot like the sun. The absolute fracking moron that he is, along with the rest of the predictions for 70 years their eco-Nazi fear-mongering, sky-is-falling predictions are wrong. In fact, they're so wrong that college professors have to set fires in California so they could blame the global warming, like the one who's the head of the uh, Land and Management, uh, Bureau of Land and Management, BLM, of all things. She spiked trees so that lumber, so that uh, uh, guys who cut the trees down would get hurt. Now she's in the government. She's the head of the bureaucracy. 
They win because they have no morals. They have no sense of success or loss. It's always control, control, control. So now in this, these are rich guys. Each one of these guys, very rich. And what they're going to talk about is not just the commodity prices that's hidden in this infrastructure bill, but the prices that we're bribing welfare recipients to pretend it's not there. The actual inflation, record inflation. Year over year, we're at 8%. That's unheard of. Not, yeah, they won't Climate be. change and coming around, but yes, uranium like has moved power. up dramatically. I went to buy a bicycle this weekend. I went. Have you seen this? I went to see a Trex bike. I figured that would be maybe 600, 700. It was 4,000. I went to PC Richard uh, to, to buy a, a speaker, and we were just chatting with the dude. He's like, um, you want a new Sub-Zero ice maker? July. 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 If you're renovating your kitchen. And July. You, uh, yeah. Refrigerators, and you could blame the Trump administration also for this, 300% increase in the last 24 months. Stoves, ovens, microwaves, all of those things that small businesses, guys who come here, they start off as rehabbers. All of the cost skyrocketed. Why is housing so high? It's not high at all. It's a reflection of inflation. July. No, July already happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, July, the, the next, next one. July. Wait for the next one. And meanwhile, my coffee guy says his costs have gone up 30% off. We all know it. That's the thing that is so difficult. Like, like, I don't we know all know why is the market prices. down. Well, the market has been going down of late. A little bit. I mean, bit. I've had a construction. I've had a bathroom that it's now since February. Started February. And it's nowhere. It's nowhere in your glass. And you, you forget it. I mean, you're begging Kohler, private company. There's nothing. I mean, you can't get a job done. So when is this all going to work its way through? Into the, the stock market? No, no. When are all these supply chain disruptions going to start to melt away, so to speak? You have over 10.8 million jobs available. You've got over 9 million on unemployment. In the Biden America... When only 305,000 people file for unemployment claims in a week, it's supposed to be a good sign. Just a year and a half ago, we didn't have any of that. We're almost at full unemployment. In fact, you could argue that in this country, for the last seven years, the only people that were unemployed are the people that wanted to be, the scoundrels and the scallywags who were frauding frauding disability, frauding Social Security. We call them Democrat base, but you know who they are. Who do you think they're going to vote for? Alive or dead? That's the Democrat base. 312-642-5600. You know this government has spent $7 trillion this year? $7 trillion. That's what it's spent. <laughs> Not even in fall. I mean, I guess if you count the, the, the men in tights chasing balls as, as fall, then I guess you are. All right, let's go right to the phone line. Dave, Downers Grove. Yeah, um, you know what, Sean? There's, there's a real problem. We know the truth, but since they control all the way of getting the truth out, whatever, they, whatever the truth is is always labeled uh, misinformation. Racism. So the truth can't really get out there. But, what we you know, know. It, I there's, well, not a te- you know, there's not a textbook in existence, not one economic textbook, not one, that would substantiate well, anything in this bill. Not one. So well, you've got you a know, bunch of people telling you it's going to turn out great, and you've got a bunch of morphodites walking around waiting for the government cheese every month to say, I don't care. And then you've got a bunch of their idiots in the suburbs 
voting for this. You know, you know, Sean, there's a, Sean, um, you know, I, I spent so much time trying to explain people that, you know, the, the tax cuts that Trump had wasn't for the rich because the rich, they own property that, just like you said, have $100,000 taxes. You know, someone like me, my taxes are under ten grand. It was actually a cut for me. And they, they'd say, well, my return's lower. Well, you know why? Because he took less out of your check. They, they don't even know what a return is. They're idiots. They think well, the return is profit. They don't understand the government's been taking your money every week, you idiot. They're not giving you a return. Right. It's based on if, if you've acted the way they like. Are you married? Do you have kids? Are you a good person? Then we'll give you some government cheese. So that's how you buy off a nation. Here's how I explain it. The government has been urinating in the well, telling you it's spring water. When government funds a private economy, it's not a private economy anymore. And if the only way that your economy can exist is because government has to pass these omnibus massive, massive bills and then pretend it succeeds, you're living a lie. But you're can living I, in a, you're, how many how many times you go to Oak Brook or you go to you go to Gibson's and you see the 70 year old man with the divot on his head and he's got the stripper wife from the dollhouse. People like to live in a lie. She loves you, Irving. She loves you. She loves you for your personality. Go ahead. Sean, can I can I can I say something that I really call for? Sure. You know, this government is, is killing people because, you know, there's actually doctors out there using therapeutics on this COVID and having zero deaths. You know, not only the hydrochloroquine, and, and they won't let that information out. So, and they actually deter the pharmacies and, and other doctors from using that, that, those therapeutics. Yeah. So they're actually killing people with the lies. They, if and, only and, uh, Trump would have promoted fentanyl, would have promoted cocaine, would have <laughs> promoted antidepressants, maybe this country would snap out of the, the, the walking zombies that vote Democrat. If only he would have promoted that. Instead, he promoted anything he said, and uh, whatever he said, they have to destroy. Just like the people in the first segment. They're coming after you. These taxes are for you, not them. Don, Fred, Joe, I'm sorry to get to you. I've got a guest coming back, but this is the fastest damn show. I need another hour. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Throughout history, throughout all tyranny, political correctness is the scepter of all tyrants. The idea that government can do everything from burn books to control speech to persecute people who speak out against the government is why this country was started. In fact, it was started on civil discourse by people who understood that it is only through being able to speak truth to power. You could have freedom and liberty and a country of success. Unfortunately, we have been the victims of a coup d'etat. 
I call them Soviets, Marxists, fascists. Some people call them technocrats, and they're right. My next guest, Patrick Wood, is the founder of Citizens for Free Speech. We need one of those now. Uh, Patrick also believes that we must reestablish free speech and the right to have civil discourse, or the country is lost. I wanted to bring him on. Patrick, how are you? Yeah, I do a great job. Thanks for having me on. So this is a big this is a big thing, and the reality is I'm from the sewer, from the the capital of communist corruption and control, a once phenomenal city that once people thought it was too big to really disrupt. I watched as the modern-day communists or socialists or Marxists, they're all appropriate. I call them a mafia, as the modern-day mafia of Democrats have crippled it. My fear is that we've exported it. I didn't think we were, able, we were going to be able to rebound after Barack Obama, but we did to a certain extent. However, have we ever really lost um, the, the, the servitude to technocrats in America? Well, you know, there's been a there's been a silent revolution going on for at least 45, 50 years um, since the, the the dawn of modern globalization, and the people that were that started that whole movement back in the early 1970s, they have progressed unchecked under the surface of the water, so to speak, through every administration we've had. It didn't matter if it was Democrat or Republican; they were there. And they asserted themselves in getting policies changed and the structure of government changed and, and various laws and so on passed along the way that didn't mean anything to you and me at the time. But now we look back across the landscape and we can see how these rascals, these carpetbaggers, if you will, have set up the scenario that, that allowed uh, the tyranny to all of a sudden slam shut on America and, you know, it's not just America. It's the whole world. So we need to make sure that we don't just think in terms of America. It's not just about America. The whole planet is under the same attack. In fact, um, what I think is the, is the final sign is that over the last year and a half, I noticed it a lot during the Obama years where I lost the right to my opinion back then it's when I recognized we're dealing with eco-Nazis, as I call them. And, I, and, and, and when it specifically came to global warming, they ignore the reality that their predictions have been wrong for 70 years. It got to be where you were not entitled to your right to question it. Over this last year and a half, they've gone full speed ahead. And now I am not able to question the technocrat, a doctor who I would not let examine my dog, and I don't like my dog, has now become the most powerful man in America. The very doctor who we find out has been funding the virus, which is why I call it Fauci flu. But now I am put in a box if I dare question this technocrat. And um, is that not the final sign of a collapse? Well, it certainly is in this in this sense. Every revolution that's taken place in the, in, in modern history, let's say at least modern history, um, is always preceded by a takeover of the media, uh, the newspapers, radio stations, TV stations, and so on. That's the first wave of attack. They always take over the media, 
what comes behind that, once the propaganda machine is put in place, then the actual meat of the invasion takes place. I don't know that we've quite seen that stage yet, but the, the attacks on the, the full spectrum of the First Amendment are unmistakable at this point. It's not just free speech. It's not just freedom of the press. It's not just freedom of religion. It's the whole shebang that's under attack. And if you looked at this as a revolution that's just about to really take place, they have to get control of the entire narrative and get it lined up with what they are going to do and so they can deceive and confuse people. So we're right there right now. We're hanging by a thread. Free speech is hanging by a thread. And if we do not rescue it somehow and, and save it and teach people how to exercise their First Amendment rights again, yes, we are on the we're look, we're on the precipice looking into the, the the bottomless pit, so to speak. When I was a kid, it was a different different time when it came to manners, for example. The idea yes. that we have these jobless good for nothings, these children intellectual children who now feel so strong that they can use very cherry-picked, very corrupted data to bully us and bully adults, men who have accomplished things in their life, that they now can use this phony knowledge and this pay-to-play science when they want us to stick a, a, an experiment in my arm, which I have, no, if, if for people who choose to do so, good for them. But the idea that these children are so comfortable now with force that they are willing to take away my right to my opinion. And now we see that this is going over into every aspect of our life, from medicine, from the economy, and now we stand on this social agenda where I'm being indicted for crimes I didn't commit by children. And the laws are yep. being written on the fly by bureaucrats. What is it that we can do as victims of this, what I call the rise of the Fourth Reich and this political correctness and this attack yeah. on my freedom and my free speech and my right yeah. to have a disagreement? What can I do at this point, aside from go to areas and states that, that fight for me as well? What can I do if I'm, say, trapped in Illinois? Well, I tell you, we very strongly believe that Citizens for Free Speech, that the answer is local activism at this point. Your local community, your town that you live in, the city, large or small, is your last firewall against tyranny. And there are incredible things that city councils can do to block out the nonsense and to neutralize it, if you will, to cancel it, if you will, right within their own community. A good example of that, some cities, for instance, have outlawed facial recognition. They've outlawed, uh, you know, speakers and, and microphones and telephone, you know, light poles and, and uh, license plate readers and uh, Internet of Things technology, you know, stuff like that. Cities have incredible power to block those things if they but would do it. The problem is the citizens have lost their understanding of how, how civics work in America. And so they don't have a seat at the table. Our director of training, uh, Mary Baker, says if you don't have a seat at the table, you are what's for dinner. Now, that's about the truth these days, isn't it? <laughs> um, it really is. You're either going to get involved and, and make a change in your local community, or you will be consumed at some point completely. And that's what's before us right now. We think that local activism is the only last possible 
action that we can take. Forget Washington. And Washington's not going to save us. Our states typically are not going to save us. No state saved anybody yet. But in the local community, citizens that are fighting back, that are rising up and taking control of their city councils and their various education boards, the water boards, and you know, zoning boards, et cetera, they're finding incredible success. It's not that difficult. They're finding incredible success to push back this nonsense and take control of their communities again. I always had a certain, it's, it, it was an ignorance and an arrogance that I was under the impression that in my country, in this country, the reason I was so proud of it was that I believed that collectivism and socialism and, and tyranny was illegal. I thought it was unconstitutional. I thought I could revert back to law as my shield versus the spear of the fourth right. Our current yeah. situation proves me wrong. I am troubled by the lack of attorneys that also loved American law rather than revered European socialist law. Are there enough attorneys left in this country who revere the American way of law as a shield to stop it legally? They'll be out of business pretty soon, I'm afraid, because they won't be able to practice law in the country if it continues to degrade as it has. But the thing about the law right now, there's, there's a great difference between being a lawbreaker, which we all understand. If we get a traffic ticket, for instance, you're a lawbreaker, you have to pay a fine, um, and being lawless. A lawless person is not a lawbreaker. A lawless person is one who has no regard for the law, doesn't care about the law, doesn't obey the law because they just don't believe in it. The people at the top in our Washington establishment in many states right now are completely lawless. They're doing what's right in their own eyes without respect to any precedent, any the Constitution, any statute, um, uh, any type of um, uh, you know other type of, of legal mechanism that's been put in place that we collectively look look at and say, oh, the rule of law is what makes America tick. Well, it should be, but that's not the case with these people. They could care less about any law or any Constitution or anything else. They're just writing it as they go. And now that we have these laws that have so much ambiguity, there's, there, there, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of pages where it's made actual Americanism and, and living as an American technically against the law, for lack of a better phrase. And yep. you see, you know, I was a, a fan of Orwell, but I have to confess I didn't read him much after high school. When he predicted the kind of dictatorship through technocrats and through automation, he yeah. was really on to something, and as we look at this bill that is littered with smart grids and smart cities and yada, 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 shouldn't that be something that we as opponents to this boondoggle or to the Fourth Reich, shouldn't this be something we start to talk about? Absolutely. Absolutely, we should. And it is not a fait accompli, I don't believe. You know, the, the, the propaganda machine has been, a, it's been a spin, spin up mode for decades, but Basically, what the propaganda mode says, well, you know, it's inevitable. It, it has to happen because, after all, that's just the way it is. And, and so you have no chance at, uh, you know, pushing it back, so you might as well just not even try. Uh, I've heard this uh, since the early 1970s, the very same, very same line. Well, it's just inevitable. It's got, this is the way progress is. It just happens, and, you know, that, that's it. Well, that's not true. Most of the time, the people have been saying this all along are just, flat out fabricating truth. They have no more idea of what's going to happen or what's inevitable in the man in the moon. 
And we see the same thing today from all these crazy technocrats that are that are pushing these policies down our throat. And they say, well, it's a, you know, this is this is the state of science in, in modern medicine. You have to take these these uh, gene therapy uh, you know injections. No, it's not. It's not uh, inevitable. Not at all. You know what gives them the right to say it is inevitable because they're the ones that invented the science, quote unquote, <laughs> to do this in the first place. And you know, isn't there just a little bit of a conflict of interest there? So, yeah, there is. So it is not a foregone conclusion that all these things must happen just because stuff happens. They can you know, be pushed back. I remember when Snowden came out. I remember thinking to myself, I was glad that he came out and told us what was going on with the NSA. I was glad that he warned us. I then heard in a, in a very short time what a traitor he was. And I said, it didn't square with me. I said, I, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs of what he released or to whom, but what I was most focused on is exactly the atrocities against my right to privacy that my own government was doing in the name of my own good. I always hated that kind of, kind of collectivistic kind of communism. Um, yes. When you see in this bill, this push to bring Internet to everywhere, to make every city a smart city, to, to uh, bring up the smart grid, is that not part of why we should also say, wait a minute, this has, this has nothing to do at this point with children logging on to the Internet to go to school. This now gives you the capability to constantly regulate, surveil, and keep track of every move we make. Yes, that's exactly right. This is that's not good. this is not progress. It, it maybe is progress in their mind, but it is not it is not an uh, automatic. It doesn't get an automatic pass just because it's quote unquote science or engineering. That's ridiculous. It does not have to happen this way. They do not have to have complete domination over society. You know who, who gave them the right to say that. You know, when somebody like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum stands up and has the brass to say, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Oh, really? You'll own nothing <laughs> this is a guy who owns well, everything. Yeah, that, that means somebody's got to own it. So they'll own everything. You'll own nothing and you're going to be happy about it. I don't think that's a very good deal. Uh, and I don't think anybody else in America would think that's a very good deal either. That's ridiculous statements. Absolutely nonsense statement. But... This is the kind of thing they're saying, well, you know, this is the way it's going, right? You can't stop it. You can't do anything about it. There, there will come a time when you'll own nothing. But we promise we'll own it, but we promise you'll be happy about it because we'll, we'll take care of you somehow. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll make sure that you're, you've got a smile on your face. This makes me want to work out, Patrick. I have to tell you the truth. But where can the people go and monitor your, 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 uh, your group and monitor your writing, which I love, and where can they go to support you? Absolutely. Well, my professional site, technocracy.news, is everything technocracy in the world. And, uh, you know, we're still the only website that focuses exclusively on technocracy, and there's lots of stories there every day collected from around the world. People can go there and get in the stream. If they don't understand it, they will. And uh, our, our activist website is citizensforfreespeech.org, it's ironic that we need to have an organization like that in America. It just, it just completely makes me shake my head. But we do exist. We're a nonprofit. We're trying to fight back in defense of free speech and the First Amendment. 
And by the way, we're having a national town hall on Thursday of this week. That will be September 23rd, uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That will focus on censorship and what we can do about it. You mean next week? I know that because I have to go back to the sewer. I'm not looking forward to it. So if it's Thursday the 23rd, it's a week from this Thursday. I'm sorry, a week from Thursday. That's right. right. Well, see, Patrick, I want you to do well because you're a patriot. You're putting up the fight for my kids and for everybody listening to this show, and I want to thank you on behalf of them. Patrick Wood, founder of Citizens for Free Speech, thank you so much for joining me. You bet. Anytime, Sean. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. You know... A friend of mine texts me, he's like, you got me so aggravated. I'm sorry. Sorry to aggravate you with the truth. Because there is a fight for this. There is a response to this. And that's to challenge it to push back against the would-be technocrats. This is not something new in society. In fact, it's quite normal to have a society of slaves where the few at the top control everything. We started out from the right place. We can get back there. We absolutely can. But it's not going to be through condoning, through entertaining, through tolerating the corrupt technocrats like Auntie Mary. Well, I think the president is, is, is you know, being s- somewhat moderate in his demand, if you want to call it that, in that there are some people who really don't want to get vaccinated, but they don't want to lose their job. You've got to give them an off lane. And the off lane is if you get tested frequently enough and find out your. Po- no, the off lane is the finger. The off lane is me. I'm the off lane right here with your mandate right here. See, is America. And I don't give a rip how many of these 80-year-old diaper-wearing flaccid fascists there are. I don't care what their title is. I don't care. Because our position is very simple. We don't want to force anyone to do anything. But you sure as hell ain't going to force me. And I don't care what, you, what group you say. OSHA. Ooh, OSHA. I got a friend of mine. He employs thousands of people. Thousands. He wasn't supposed to do anything. Thrown out of school. He's not going to impress you with a man of letters, but he made a ton of money because he works his mind. What he was able to do. I have numerous friends like that. You're going to tell them what they have to do? You don't think they can figure it out how to break up their companies into 99? See, that's how we fight. You've got to always approach everything like you will figure it out. You will fight. Because what the mafia learned is that if they give you Hobson choices where they win either way, you're going to take one if you think that's the only choice you have. You don't. This is still America. No matter how many 80-year-old in diapers, flaccid fascists there are. No matter how many Botox lip Pelosi's there are. No matter how many dry heave Dr. Awardos, Awardi, whatever they are. No matter how many man suit wearing Lightfoots, no matter how many necklace Pritzkers. This is our country. And you fight back by first having the mentality of a fighter. What you say means nothing to me. And I'll make you come and get me. Come and get me. That's the mentality. Not to rub my hands together. I better make Mr. Fauci, I better make him happy. I better, I better listen. I better listen. You better speak up. That's the only thing choice you had. Tom, Blue Island. 
John, how are you? I got a couple. Tom, I love you. Yeah. I'm going to put you back on hold, brother. I went long. Sorry. Cool, buddy. I had to, I had to beat I up mean. by Auntie Mary. Could you do me a favor? Gotcha. Bonnie, put him back on hold. Yeah. We're going to go to commercials. I'll be back after this. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make them listen to me before it's too late. Make Me Believe Monday. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the Saucer People. Thank you. Under the supervision of the Reverse Vampires, are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. I can't believe no one called with the Saudi report on September 11th. Nah, they, they did nothing. They're all right. They didn't mean it. I could do my own conspiracy arm, but we still have some good calls. If you want to call 312-642-5600. I got two empty lines. I don't like that. Two open lines. Tom, Blue Island. Sean, I know you got people waiting. I got two things for you, and one actually morphs right into Conspiracy Monday. Fauci, the head of the NIH, since the year you and I were born, I think you're 68. I'm no, 68. I'm, 60, I'm 67. That's when all the good Okay, his, Go his wife was instrumental in the approval of the, the early approval of these vaccines. And, you know, you can go after Trump on that as well. And his daughter works at Twitter. So you have really? the science part of it, and you have the, and then you have the cut, then you have the ability. I, you know, I don't know like how high up she is, but I mean, I'm sure she's not some, you know, data processor. Yeah. And uh, the other one, real no quick, just from Friday, Sean. out there, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's real quick from Friday. Uh, I couldn't have agreed with you more on the fact that the first thing I thought when I saw the towers come down 20 years ago was how quickly they were going to start rebuilding. And, you know, even there was never discussion. How could there, as an American, it's the first thing you're thinking. You knock me We're not going to let these. Five we're not, is strong. You damn straight. You damn straight. We're going to build it twice. We're going to start building tomorrow. I would, and there was never even discussion, Sean. I'd have put anti-aircraft weapons on the top. Come and come on! I dare you again. I would have manned them. There's creating yeah. jobs. All right, Tom. I agree. Thank you, brother. God bless, Sean. I yeah. appreciate it. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi. Okay. Um, my conspiracy theory is Dr. Brian Artis, who's on the ARDIS who's on the tour with General Flynn. It's some kind of reawaken America, which really does need to happen. He says the remdesivir is what's calling, ca- causing the deaths at the hospitals because um, it causes renal failure. Um, and 54% in a study done in Africa. Isn't it disgusting how pharmaceutical people go down there? Like, talk about crooks. They go down to Africa, and they test all their poison on people down there. It's sickening. Okay, the story I wanted to tell, though, Sean, my neighbor who lives behind me, her son works at a lab in a hospital up here. They told him that he had to have the jab before September 21st. He had the Pfizer, and um, he, afterwards he had a 106-degree temperature, and now he's in the hospital. That's what happened to my father. Um, my father yeah, so I prayed that he's going to be okay. Fever. 
I mean, I, I yeah. saw it firsthand, and it was, um, and, you know, I, I've always said, I have people that I love that decided to get the vaccine. I'm fine yeah, with their so decision. My problem is I don't think the American people were given the correct information about it. So the way I feel correct. about this, by the way, is the way I would have felt if Trump won a second term. I didn't care who made it. I didn't care any of that. My thing is I have the right to decide, and that's all I want yeah. is my right to decide. And I'm I'm really concerned with the fact that these stories, and they're numerous, the idea that you know anybody, anybody who even knows somebody who had a reaction to the vaccine is enough to say, what are you doing? Let's reevaluate mm-hmm. this. Instead, they're squashing the information, which ultimately is the action of a fraud. The minute you don't want to talk about the data or the bad side of it, then you're selling me a scam. It's that simple. Thank you very much, Candace, for the call. I appreciate it very much. I still got two open lines. You people are disappointing me. And if I find out you're watching Monday Night Football nonsense, that's it. I'll figure out some way to to jam the signal. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Okay, so here's the conspiracy enemy. The uh, overthrow of our uh, country and everything that is in progress. And one of the big kingpins and very fundamental to all this was Obama. Eight years of basically changing out all the people and all these three-letter uh, um, institutions. We have FBI, CIA, all that, putting all kinds of socialists and Marxists I mean, all over the place, up and down our cut all of our institutions, all the things, just like how the school system was all destroyed and messed up with all these professors and stuff. Our government is a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, but I mean like majorly all high places with these, that's why there's no justice. That's why like Comey and, and, and Brennan and Clapper and, and uh, uh, Lois Lerner, none of those people ever got like prosecuted for nothing. All the stuff going, always going after there's uh, the conservatives. Law, the all, law has now become the spear of the tyrant. It's no longer the shield of the innocent man. That's the real problem, Craig. And I love it. And you're right. And I agree with that. I'll go with that one. Bingo. We'll go with that one. With that one. Keith, show her the button. We got a new girl, by the way. And I'm going to tell you something. I really like her. And it's very important that I like her. And I give nicknames to people. And I nicknamed her Bunny. So you're going to hear me refer to her from time to time as Bunny. Now, it's not condescending and it's not sexist. I call her that. She, she looks like she's got the big eyes. She looks very sweet, but I'm pretty sure if you make her mad, she's going to bite you. So that's the nickname Bunny. And it's also one of the favorite people in my nephew's family, Auntie Bunny. You heard me tell the story. Auntie Bunny was accosted on Lower Wacker when I first got the job. I was filling in. So we have Bunny. So she's got to learn the button of when I accept the conspiracy. Keep show her the button. Jim Parkridge. Sean, how you doing, man? Wonderful. How are you? So I, I threw a link in there. England is actually letting some guy speak uh, about the COVID reactions. The link's in your comments. but uh, oh, like, In my wow. comments on YouTube? I don't even go in there, but I'm going to have uh, no, my no, guy Facebook. send it to me. On Facebook. On Facebook. All right, good. But, uh, we'll figure everybody out. is like just letting this go, and it's like, no one's reporting, you know, on any of the uh, adverse reactions. They're just saying, "Go get the, go get the vaccine. You'll be fine." Jim, when, like, when um, the senator from Wisconsin, I'm blanking on his name. I can't believe I did that either. Uh, when he had the the parents of the kids who had the adverse, re- Ron Johnson, that's it. When he had the uh, right. the uh, the kids and the parents, and he did an hour press conference, and nobody talked about it. 
it was a, it was just a mention. Even on Fox, I thought that they really pounded it home. That's when I said, wait a minute, I got I got two kids. Shouldn't we hold up a little minute? And nobody said a word. That's when I got real nervous. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't think it's 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 not that shocking that England would be more open to discuss the truth in America. Because to me, when you look at the Biden administration, that is a administration built on lies, on deception, and fraud. Thank you, Jim, for the call. And I believe that conspiracy once Bunny learns the button. There it is. She learned the button. Thank you, Bunny. Dave and Racine. Yes, a good day, Sean. Uh, my conspiracy is that it's maybe not fully developed. It's that Lieutenant Michael Byrd, uh, the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt, based on his explanation for how how he shot her, um, it makes me wonder if in a previous incident where he left a gun, his gun, in a Capitol Hill men's room, I was wondering if that may have been not an accident, but uh, maybe a nefarious purpose, uh, something similar to, like, in The Godfather, where a gun Oh, was I don't think in. Ashley Babbitt was the target, like, No, I, not future. her, but, I mean, uh, but, maybe, I don't know what date it was that, that this happened. It was a pre, uh, uh, much earlier. So, that, Dave, uh, I'm going to tell you. what I, happened. I'm going to tell you. The problem, I think, is that the, the, the officer shot the girl for who knows what reason, but I will say this. Any man that would shoot an unarmed woman who could fit through a skinny window of a door is a piece of dung, clear and simple. She didn't have a weapon in her hand, and I don't even care if she did. I, I, I grew up in a neighborhood. You could have a gun in your hand, whatever. Those cops would have beat the hell out of you with a billy club. Nobody would have shot you. This guy shot a woman in the neck, and the selective outrage or the lack of it by anybody who voted for this diaper-wearing dimwit, this flaccid fascist, they're scum too because he exactly. assassinated that woman was a veteran. She wasn't a threat to anybody. He could have grabbed her by the hair and thrown her on the floor. You know, Democrats call that dating. He could have done that, the rat bastard that he is. Instead, he assassinated her. He killed her. He murdered her. He's a scum of the earth. He should burn in hell. But I don't believe the conspiracy. Sorry. Uh, Jim in Naperville. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you with uh, uh, Babbitt. You know, she was laughing. She, She was having a good time. As uh, uh, going through that window, you know, and then she gets shot in the neck. I don't care what her intentions were. You know, you're talking about a man and a woman. I know that the Democrats pretend they're equal, but when they throw him on the ground, the game is over. He shot her in the neck. It's it's an atrocity and it's murder. Uh, Go ahead. It is. It is. And uh, but anyhow, the reason I called was an oldie but goodie. But you know, uh, people got to be reminded that John Roberts, uh, the uh, of the Supreme Court, uh, he was vetted by. No other than Christopher Ray under the direction of Robert Mueller, okay, or Mueller, or whatever. And, so and uh, we know what kind of scumbag. Yeah, Roberts is paying yeah. allegiance to the to the Soviets that let him in. I agree with it. All right, I'll take the rest of yours. I got to go to break, Bunny. Conspiracy. I wanted to talk. About. It's not a conspiracy. It's a reality. Maybe we'll expand upon it tomorrow. But I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Look up Armand Hammer. I know it's a funny name. Armand Hammer, not the cleaning stuff. He worked, he owned Occidental Petroleum. And look up Al Gore Sr. I think it'll start making a lot of sense to you. But before we go, I can face the show. Bill, Northwest Side. Hi, Bill. Hey there. Uh, yes. Can you oh, hear me? Yes. Go. Uh, I'm going to talk fast. I know time is short. Terrific show, by the way. Uh, 
today, the general testified in a hearing that uh, that no one could have anticipated the speed which with uh, with by which uh, Afghanistan fell. But there was a, a, a report uh, re- uh, transcript uh, by by Reuters just a week ago that said. Uh, there was a July 23rd phone call between Biden and the president of So let me help uh, you. He, yeah. he sabotaged it because he knew when we went back in, they'd make five times the money that they've already been paid off through the military industrial complex. I believe it. Thank you for the call. Thank you all for listening. If I didn't get to you, I apologize. I'll be back in 21 hours. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.